everyone, and welcome to Unbottling Bourbon. This podcast was made for both bourbon enthusiasts and beginners. Together, we will take a deep dive into the nuances of bourbon and the industry it comes from. My name is Blake, and I'm a chemical engineer. Like some of the great master distillers such as Harlan Wheatley from Buffalo Trace and Connor O'Driscoll from Woodford Reserve. Today, we will explore the best bourbons to gift for this holiday season. This by no means is a best of best bourbons of 2021 list, but a list of mostly readily available bourbons that are enjoyable at many price points. Many of these bottles have impressed bourbon enthusiasts as well as professional bourbon critics. One of the world's most prestigious spirit competitions is the San Francisco World Spirit Competition. This event is in its 21st year, making it the second oldest spirit competition in the world and the oldest and longest spirits competition in the United States. A silver medal is awarded to outstanding spirits that show refinement and complexity and are among the best examples in their category. Gold is rewarded to bourbons that are the pinnacles of achievement and excellence. These products set the standard for their categories, and the categories include rum, vodkas, and most importantly, whiskey and bourbon. Double gold is awarded to bourbons that received a gold medal rating by all members on the judging panel. So to get things started, our first category of bourbons is $20 and under. To start off the list, we have Buffalo Trace Bourbon Cream. Buffalo Trace Bourbon Cream is great for people just getting into bourbon or want something a little different. Buffalo Trace also has a root beer that pairs really well with this, and it tastes like an adult root beer float. There are also many other distilleries that have their version of bourbon cream. Evan Williams has one, which is also really good, but the Buffalo Trace Bourbon Cream will set you back roughly $20. Next on the list is Ezra Brooks Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It's a steal of a bottle for just under $15. I've affectionately heard this bourbon called the Working Man's Whiskey, and it's arguably one of bourbon's best kept secrets at the moment. With a sweet cinnamon nose, vanilla and velvety mouthfeel, and medium long finish, this bourbon hits well above its weight class. It received a 2018 double gold medal at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Next on the list, we have Evan Williams Bottled and Bond, or as other people might know it by as Evan Williams White Label. It's a great value bourbon from Heaven Hill. For those of you that don't know what Bottled and Bond bourbon is, Bottled and Bond bourbon is bottled at exactly 100 proof and must be the product of one distilling season at one distillery. Usually the season is either fall or spring. It has to age at least four years. There are plenty of bottle and bond bourbons that are aged longer than four years. And it also needs to be clearly labeled with the name of this distillery who made it. Like I said, a bottle and bond bourbon has to be aged a minimum of four years, but sources have said that Evan Williams white label may be aged to five years. This bottle competes well with other high-end bottled and bond bourbons. When I compared this bourbon to E.H. Taylor, which is a very popular bottle and bond whiskey or bottle and bond bourbon, 
made by Buffalo Trace. The quality difference was not enough to justify the high MSRP price tag of E.H. Taylor, let alone the high secondary prices, which, in my opinion, go way above what E.H. Taylor is worth, oftentimes higher than $100. Evan Williams won double gold at the San Francisco World Spirits competition in 2021 and is a great buy for only $18. With notes of vanilla custard, jam on the palate, and a caramel finish, this bourbon is a can't-miss for sure. Next on the list is J.W. Dant. It's another great product from Heaven Hill and is my personal favorite on this $20 and under list. Just like Evan Williams' white label, this is also a bottled in-bond offering. Dant, similar to the Beam family name, is synonymous with bourbon. J.W. Dant built his distillery in 1870. In 1912, J.W. Dant's son, J.B. Dant, opened his own distillery called the Cold Spring Distillery, which became famous for producing Yellowstone whiskey. As often happens in the bourbon industry, the members of the Dant family ultimately decided to sell their companies and exit the industry. In 1943, the assets, stock, and trademarks of the Dant Distillery Company were sold to the United Distilleries of America. The Dant and Yellowstone brands changed several hands over the years, and now Heaven Hill owns the J.W. Dant brand, and Luxco, which is Luxro Distillery, who makes Ezra Brooks, owns the Yellowstone trademark. There has been recent buzz in the bourbon world as the Dant family is taking another shot in the distilling business by founding Logstill Distillery. Heaven Hill is currently in litigation as they believe Logstill Distillery is drawing from the Dant trademark with the use of the Dant legacy in quotations. The Logstill Distillery website states that it is again, in quotations, reviving the Dant legacy one barrel at a time. Now that we have the backstory, on the nose, this bourbon has notes of sweet nuts, vanilla, and banana, which is a classic from Heaven Hill. On the palate, the nutty notes roll over with plenty of caramel sweet flavors. Finally, the finish is long, spicy, and lingers for a substantially long period of time especially at this price point, it is very impressive. This is an awesome find for a bourbon that is only $15, but unfortunately it is only able to be found in limited markets, essentially only around the distillery location in Kentucky. Now we move on to our next category, which is the $20 to $40 bourbons. For those of you on the hunt for Pappy Van Winkle this time of year, the first option in this category will be a nice consolation prize and at a fraction of the cost. Similar to Pappy Products, Larceny, which is produced again by Heaven Hill, has wheat as its secondary grain. Weeded bourbons make for a softer and rounder sipping experience, and Larceny uses around 25% more wheat than other weeded bourbons. Typically, weeded bourbons contain 15-16% to 16 wheat in the mash, while Larceny contains 20% wheat. The nose is very sweet with notes of toffee. On the palate, caramel takes over with a decadent mouthfeel. The finish is a bit of a surprise with both savory and sweet flavors lingering in your mouth. 
It is no surprise that Larceny won gold this year at the 2021 San Francisco World Spirits Competition. This is a great bottle of bourbon for both beginners and bourbon veterans that will set you back only $26. Next on the list, we have Jim Beam Old Tub Bourbon with a big stress on the word old. Before Jim Beam Bourbon, the Beam family made Old Tub in the 1800s, which was an unfiltered bottle and bond bourbon which soon became the world's number one bourbon. The brand's name is in reference to the large mash tubs in which the mash was mixed, cooked, and stirred by hand. Up until 2020, it had been continually distilled and sold only in 375 milliliter bottles at the Distillation Gift Shop in Claremont, Kentucky. In 2020, Jim Beam released Old Tub into the market in traditional 750 milliliter bottles to much excitement in the bourbon community since this was billed as a limited release. Initial intrigue was huge among bourbon lovers, making this bottle difficult to find on shelves in 2020. Since the initial influx, supply has now caught up to demand in 2021, and this bottle is relatively available. One reason that Old Tub was so popular was the fact that it was a non-chill filtered bourbon, unlike many other Jim Beam offerings that use chill filtration. Chill filtering is a technique used to remove certain organic molecules from bourbon in order to remove the bourbon's cloudiness or haziness. In this process, bourbon is cooled to around 32 degrees Fahrenheit and the bourbon is passed through a filter. At this temperature, some fatty acids and esters precipitate out and get caught in the filter. Unfortunately, this process is a double-edged sword. What you gain in clarity of the bourbon through chill filtering, in the process you pull the fatty acids and esters out that contribute to a bourbon's flavor and mouthfeel. This is a point of contention between some bourbon distillers in the industry. A small craft distillery in Illinois called FEW Spirits did an experiment where they did different filtration techniques on the same bourbon barrel and pulled together a group of tasters. They did the taste test blind and found that with chill filtration, their bourbon lost some of its character. However, Andrea Wilson, who is the master of maturation at Michter's, says that removing some of the longer chain esters allows Michter's to showcase aspects of the bourbon that might otherwise be masked by dominant characteristics. Regardless of what stance you take on this issue, it is clear that if you want to taste the bourbon as close to what it tastes straight from the barrel, the bourbon has to be non-chill filtered. Even Fred No, the master distiller at Jim Beam where Old Tub is made, says the only reason that they chill filter their bourbon and their other products is to eliminate haze. Jim Beam has such a wide audience where some customers may regard cloudiness in their bourbon as a defect or contaminant rather than essential compounds contributing to the flavor profile of the bourbon. On the other hand, many craft distilleries enjoy a highly knowledgeable customer base and opt not to chill filter their bourbon. Anyways, back to the bourbon. Old Tub on the nose has scents of caramel, hay, and vanilla. Moving to the palate, the vanilla persists and gives rise to butterscotch and clove. This leads to a finish with rice spice and subtle hints of peanuts, 
which is synonymous with Jim Beam bottles, and that's something that I absolutely love. As divisive as the chill-filtered bourbon debate is, so are the opinions on Old Tub. On one side of the coin, bourbon enthusiasts say that Old Tub checks all the boxes. It's balanced, cost-efficient, high-proof, sippable, and good in cocktails. Everything that a great bottle of bourbon should be. On the other side of the coin, other bourbon lovers say Old Tub falls flat when compared to Evan Williams' white label and early times bottle and bond. Whichever way you look at it, this $25 bourbon is worth the gamble to potentially be your new favorite everyday drinker or at worst case, a decent low budget mixer. Continuing on our list of bourbons in the $20 to $40 category is Maker's 46. Maker's 46, like Larceny, is a weeded bourbon and is made from standard Maker's Mark that has been dumped back into a just emptied standard Maker's Mark barrel with heavily seared French oak staves placed inside. On the nose, you get a familiar Maker's Mark profile, but it is heavier and deeper than traditional Maker's Mark. This bourbon brings out rich notes of caramel, toasted oak, buttery toffee, and cinnamon bread. Going to the palate, the rich notes persist with buttered cinnamon bread and caramel, which are well-balanced. Leading to the finish, the buttered cinnamon bread transitions to buttered rum and leather notes come out. In my opinion, this is a great improvement from Standard Maker's Mark. I find Standard Maker's Mark to be medicinal and have an unenjoyable chemical aftertaste. At $36 for a six-year-old bourbon at 94 proof, this is a great bottle for someone that wants a delicious, easy sipper. Finally, rounding out the $20 to $40 gifting category is Woodford Reserve. Woodford Reserve is a fantastic mid-tier price bourbon for beginners and is well-loved by bourbon veterans. The reason Woodford Reserve is perfect for people just getting into bourbon is because the bourbon is at the center of the bourbon wheel which means that the bourbon does not jet out specifically in one direction, so it's not going to be too spicy or too sweet, making it exceptionally well-balanced. Woodford Reserve has been making bourbon since the early 1800s, and the quality definitely shows. This 90-proof bourbon has a nose heavy with dried fruit with hints of chocolate. On the palate, you get more of the chocolate with additional sweet flavors of toffee and caramel. The sweet notes move aside to reveal oak and pepper notes with a silky finish. When Woodford Reserve Distiller Select first hit the market in 1996, it was at a time when charging $30 plus for an everyday bottle was definitely unusual. This was the time before the great bourbon boom in the 2000s, preceding special releases from distilleries like Buffalo Trace with their Buffalo Trace Antique Collection that were expensive and highly sought after. Woodford Reserve tried to make bourbon cool again by bringing out a bold new bottle design and charging a premium price at the time. Woodford Reserve Distillers Select, once once considered premium bourbon, now gets lost in the midst amongst bourbon lovers who have found their flavor preferences in the new saturated bourbon market. With that being said, Woodford Reserve does manage to stay relevant with their unique bottle design that stands out at bars and their sponsorship at the Kentucky Derby. It's not all marketing, though, as Woodford Reserve Distiller Select won double gold at the San Francisco Spirits Competition in 2013 and won the gold medal at the same event the following year. 
Woodford Reserve is a great gift for someone who is starting to get into bourbon, as well as a great gift for cocktail lovers, as this bourbon's flavor profile won't overpower a Manhattan or an old-fashioned. This premium-looking bourbon is readily available for $35. This makes a great segue into our next $40 to $60 category, as the first bourbon on our list is Woodford Reserve Double Oak. Woodford Reserve Double Oaked is perfect for bourbon lovers that were introduced to bourbon by Woodford Reserve Distiller Select, but since went away from it in preference of something more unique and nuanced. This twice-barreled bourbon creates a colorful and rich-flavored bourbon. Woodford Reserve Double Oaked is produced by rebarreling Woodford Reserve's entry-level bourbon, as we discussed earlier, which is Woodford Reserve Distiller Select. By placing the bourbon in a second virgin charred oak barrel for a little under a year. The second barrel used is deeply toasted before being lightly charred. On the nose, there are notes of chocolate-covered fruit, followed by caramel and toasted oak. Going to the palate, the sweet candy and oak flavors take over. Finally, a dull heat with rice spice, caramel, and baking chocolate draw out the finish. Bourbon enthusiasts who claim that Woodford Reserve Distiller Select taste watered down, will be pleasantly surprised as Woodford Reserve Double Oak presents a more diverse and enjoyable experience while still being an easy sipper. Just like Woodford Reserve Distiller Select, Woodford Reserve Double Oak was very popular with the critics winning a double gold medal at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition in 2015, a gold medal at the same event in 2017, and a silver medal at the event in 2020. At a price of $55, this is a great approachable bourbon for a beginner, as well as an interesting bottle for someone who uses Distiller Select in cocktails that wants a complex Woodford bourbon product to enjoy neat. Speaking of interesting, the next bourbon on our list flirts with the boundaries of what bourbon can be. Angel's Envy is a cast-finished bourbon which means after the bourbon is aging in its original charred white oak American barrels, it is placed in a secondary cask. In Angel's Envy case, this is used port wine barrels. Angel's Envy also uses other barrels to finish their bourbons, such as rum and cherry casks, but we won't get into that right now, but just wanted to let you know there are other offerings from Angel's Envy that are in different cask barrels. The Alcohol, Tobacco, Tax, and Trade Bureau, or TTB for short, may soon change this type of finished bourbon and classify it as a specialty spirit. By definition, bourbon cannot have any coloring or flavoring added to it, which makes bourbon unique. The bourbon is only supposed to be as good as what comes out of the barrel. But with other whiskeys, you can mask imperfections with additional flavorings. By finishing a bourbon in a used wine barrel, the blender is essentially adding coloring and flavoring to the bourbon. Otherwise, what would be the point of the finishing process in the first place? It is rumored that Angel's Envy recharges, again in quotations, their port barrels after a handful of finishing cycles by adding port wine to the cask and shaking it around so that they can continue to use it to finish more bourbon. It will also be interesting to see if toasted barrel finished bourbon will fall into this category, but they may dodge the bullet 
because it will just be a secondary unused charred American white oak barrel. Regardless of where you might stand on this issue, the port wine barrels do leave a delicious imprint on the bourbon. On the nose, you get the oak. You also get candied peanuts and red jam. Moving to the palate, the oak notes persist with vanilla and you get a black pepper spice as well. Finally, the black pepper dwindles down to a dull rice spice with a sweet red jam and vanilla notes bringing up the rear of the finish. Cast finished bourbons, once considered experimental by many in the industry, have now become more common creative outlets for distilleries to explore. This mindset changed over a very short period and in large part it is due to the success of Angel's Envy. As a side note, Angel's Envy launched in 2011, but its Louisville distillery was not complete until late 2016. This means that the bourbon was sourced from another distillery. I bought my bottle of Angel's Envy last year and it is still sourced from Kentucky. Rumors have hypothesized that it may be Heaven Hill as Heaven Hill does a lot of distilling for other brands. This makes sense why my bottle would still be sourced because Angel's Envy's juice is around six years old or at least that's what they say on their website. For a bourbon that paved the way for all cast finished bourbons, this makes a unique gift for someone first getting into finished bourbons and will set you back around $50. The last gift category is bourbon in the $60 to $100 range. Just like anything on the market, there is a point of diminishing returns. In my opinion, this starts at the $60 mark for bourbons readily available on the shelf, with the exception of a few. In the $60 to $100 range, I would almost rather try to hunt down high-quality bourbon at secondary prices like Eagle Rare or Henry McKinney 10-Year Bottle and Bond, which is a single barrel and actually won Best of Show at the San Francisco World Spirits competition for all of whiskey, so that means it also beat out scotch. However, there is one bourbon that was able to find several times this year that is worth the high MSRP price tag. That bourbon is Booker's from Jim Beam. Booker Noe, whose grandfather was the great Jim Beam, and his son Fred Noe, the current master distiller at Jim Beam, actually coined the term small batch bourbon and created the brand Booker's back in the 1980s as a nod to when bourbon was taken directly from the barrel, uncut and unfiltered in the late 1800s. The response to Booker's was extremely positive, with Booker No stating to his son on his retirement that he didn't want anyone to mess with his Booker's. On the nose, I get the classic Jim Beam peanut note mixed with oak and honey. Moving to the palate, baking spices, vanilla, and cherry come through. Even though the bourbon is around 125 proof, it is not at all overpowering to make you feel that you need to cut it down with water to enjoy your pour. Finally, oak and vanilla persist for a long, light, lingering finish. This bourbon, even at an MSRP of $95, is well worth the money for a bourbon enthusiast who appreciates nuanced flavors at high proof. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, in no way is this a reflection of the best bourbons of 2021. I know some of you might say, for the money, you could have added Eagle Rare, you could have added 
Weller Antique, you could have added Larceny Barrel Proof, but unfortunately, these bourbons are extremely hard to find and I wanted something that you could easily go to the store and pick off the shelves. I know Booker's may be difficult to find, but I actually got lucky this year and found it several times just sitting on the shelf, so that's why I added it to the list. Well, there you have it. This is Blake saying gift responsibly and see you next time.